0: Welcome to another episode of the Common Man's Take on Sports with Kevin. And Quentin. All right, Quentin, it's that time again. It's that time of week where we go over some uh, college football, talk about who our top 10 teams are. But before we get into that, let's talk a little WNBA. So the Aces demolished the Liberty twice. And then Liberty finally won last night, out of force of Game Four.
1: Yeah, you know, um, you know, for me, I think that the Liberty are lucky that they beat the Aces. But I mean, um, <clears throat> I feel like they came from the home crowd. Listen, the Liberty were at home on that game, so I mean, that that was probably another part of it uh, for the Liberty to win. But I did expect this to be a good, uh, good, pretty good series. Um, I didn't expect the aces to sweep the Liberty. I expect, I expected the Liberty to win at least one, once or twice in this series. But I mean, um, I gotta say this is an impressive win for the Liberty right here.
0: Yeah, well I know that the Second game, the Aces won 104-76, to 28-point win. And Asia Wilson had an outstanding game with 26 points and 15 rebounds on 10-16 shooting from the floor. And then Kelsey Plum continued her dominance of the Liberty by scoring 23 points and dishing out 8 assists. And she was 7-14 from the floor. And then Jackie Young also continued her dominance with 24 points, four assists, and eight rebounds. And then the game before that, the Aces won 99 to 82. And it was kind of the same story. So the Liberty finally found a way to win 87 to 73. So I give them credit. But I still think this is the Aces. Championship to lose. I agree with that. And I think that the Aces will more than likely probably take the next game to win the series three to one. We'll see. Maybe the Liberty can win another one at home, but I think the Aces win the series in their next game. Three games to one.
1: Uh, I know this is a tough one for me, but yeah. I'm going with the Liberty to win the next game. Do that.
0: Okay, you think the Liberty's tied up at two and two? Yeah,
1: let me see if they're playing.
0: They're playing at New York.
1: Yeah. Well, looks like New York got to the Aces. Uh, in New York, so I think that they're going to get to them once again. Side the series up.
0: I don't know. We'll see.
1: Send that. And sent it back to Las Vegas in Game Five.
0: <laughs> you think Las Vegas wins in Game Five, or the Liberty pull the upset?
1: Las Vegas. Las Vegas has to win in Game Five. You know. Okay. They they were they've just dominated the Liberty um, at home, so I think they can win that game once again in Game Five at home.
0: <clears throat> okay. So, you think it's going to go to Game 5? I think it ends Game 4. We'll see who's right and who's wrong. I just think that Asia Wilson will have a bounce-back game, even though she didn't have a bad game in the last one. I think that the Aces will end up winning uh, 3-1. to Moving on, let's talk a little... A lot of stuff went down yesterday. A lot of stuff went down yesterday in college football, and uh, I was let's let's start with the Friday game. So the first game that I want to start off with that I I enjoyed watching was the Stanford Colorado game. Man, was that a good game! Uh, Colorado was up twenty eight to nothing. Stanford mounted the I believe best comeback in school history coming back from 28 points down. I don't think they have a larger deficit they've come back from in school history. And they ended up tying it up, taking it into overtime. It went into two overtimes and Stafford ended up winning on a field goal, 46-43, to beat Colorado. That was, I know it was a colossal collapse on Colorado's part, but... Man, that was a good game to watch. 46-43. The Stanford comeback, um, the way they kind of stifled Colorado in the second half. I uh, man, that was a good game. I enjoyed watching it. It was I'm sorry, twenty nine to nothing comeback. My fault, excuse me. Twenty nine to nothing. And then Stanford picks the ball in the end zone to end the game. Um shooter sanders throws the pick and his defense he was under duress Uh, he just tried to do too much there at the end he should have just burned the ball but you know those things happen he's he's a young kid he's playing on division one football for the first time i mean i still think shooter sanders is a nfl talent so i i don't i don't think this did anything to it didn't do anything to change my opinion of him. I'm pretty sure it didn't do anything to change NFL scouts' opinion of him. He still had 400 yards for five touchdowns and one one turnover, So and another 37 yards rushing.
1: Yeah, um, in that second half, Colorado allowed Stanford to score six total touchdowns
0: in, in that second half, in, in just one in just one second half, six total. And so Stanford kind of so. There was a play in that game, the play to tie it up. Travis Hunter had a great offensive game. 13 receptions for 140 yards and two touchdowns. But here's my thing. Everybody's talking about him as a 2 way player. I just don't see him as a 2 way player. He is a better wide receiver than he is a DB. And point is, if you watch, he got mossed for that touchdown that Stanford scored to tie that game and take it into overtime. He straight up got mossed by that receiver. He didn't get turned around. He he had no idea where the ball was, and he got mossed. And so for me, that's why I don't think he's, you know, they talk about two-way player, best player since Charles Woodson. I disagree. Travis Hunter, I think, is not a very good defensive player, but, man, he is one heck of a wide receiver. And I think he could make it on the next level as a wide receiver for sure.
1: Yeah, um, you know, after they beat TCU, lots of people were talking about him being just like Charles Watson. I mean, you know, Charles Watson did could do uh, any position. You know, he could do wide receiver. Um, He could do DB. He could do almost any position.
0: I'm just talking two-way player in general, right? I just don't feel like Travis Hunter is a two-way player. I think he's a better receiver than he is defender. I think Dion needs to keep him on the offensive side of that ball, let him focus on being a wide receiver because I think he is an excellent wide receiver and could be drafted as a wide receiver and make it on the NFL level as a wide receiver. I just my personal opinion. It doesn't make me right or wrong. It's just my opinion, my evaluation of him seven weeks into the season. I think he's one heck of a wide receiver. I just don't think he's that good of a DB. He has trouble a lot of times getting his head around when he gets kind of lost out on the field on the defense side of the ball. For me, he's just a better offensive player than he is a defensive player.
1: Yeah, um, I agree with what you're saying. You know? um, I've watched some Colorado games. and you know, um, I've noticed that he's not the best on the defensive side of the ball. He's a great wide receiver. You know, I can't argue with you. You know, um, but I just think he, him on defense doesn't work out much for Colorado. No. And, um, I mean, he's okay on defense, but I just don't think it. he just doesn't fit the defensive side of the ball. I think he fits the offensive side of the ball more than the defense.
0: Yeah. Well, All right, so the second best game I watched... This weekend was Oregon-Washington. Man, that was one heck of a game back and forth. Haymaker after haymaker. And Washington ended up pulling it out at the end on a field goal. Or not a field goal, I'm sorry, a touchdown. Oregon had an opportunity to win but missed the field goal. Washington wins 36-33. to 33, But man, what a game. All the way down to the end. What a game. I thoroughly enjoyed watching that game it was everything they hyped it up to be and more Michael Penix jr. Uh, Bo Nix I just just both teams wasn't a lot of defense played in that game but no. man the offensive output was just outstanding I mean it was defense played in the game but You know, Bo Nix, 337 yards for two touchdowns. Bucky Irving, another 22 carries for 127 and a touchdown. Jordan James, 11 carries for 63 yards and a touchdown. Troy Franklin, eight receptions, 154 yards and a touchdown. I mean, man, it was just back and forth. You know, play after play. Washington, Michael Penix Jr., 302 yards, four touchdowns, and a pick. Dylan Johnson, 20 carries for 100 yards and a touchdown. Rome Odunze eight receptions for 128 yards and two touchdowns. Jalen Polk, six receptions for 118 yards and a touchdown. Giles Jackson, six receptions for 50, 58 yards and a touchdown. I mean, man, it was just. Woo, watching that game it was
1: great.
0: Yeah. Giles I mean, Jackson's the Michigan transfer that transferred in to Washington a couple years ago. But uh, yeah, that was one heck of a game to watch. I enjoyed watching it all the way to the end, man. And Washington, both teams showed a lot of grit, a lot of toughness. Like you, you have to take your hat off to both teams. Washington came out the victor. Somebody has to win, somebody has to lose. But whoo! Man, it was a good game to watch.
1: Yeah, um, Washington really stomped on Oregon's defense. You know, Oregon's defense just couldn't stop Washington.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. You know, I mean, like you said, someone had to win, someone had to lose. You know, that was a great game. You know, uh, first quarter started off slow, but when Washington scored, it was just it 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 was just a great game. It was just a great game from.
0: Uh, from the start of it to the end of it. Yep. The North Carolina-Miami game was a good game. North Carolina ended up winning 41-31. And then the last game that I watched, it was not a great game. It was for Notre Dame, but not USC. It was Notre Dame-USC. Notre Dame ended up just owning USC 48-20. to Caleb Williams had probably his worst game as a college player to date with three turnover three interceptions.
1: Yeah. He only got one touchdown pass and Notre Dame held him to they held him to uh <clears throat> less than two hundred yards passing. That's probably yep. and Caleb Williams was twenty three of thirty seven. You know, that was probably Caleb Williams' mm-hmm. worst game. It will it'll, it'll probably and it probably will be his worst game of his college
0: career. Uh, I don't know. He's still got to play Oregon
1: uh,
0: and Washington, I'm pretty sure. Do
1: they play Washington? Yeah, they do play Washington. Yeah. Oregon, then UCLA. Yep, exactly.
0: So he still got two more tough defenses to play against. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, like, that, yeah. I would slow down on that worst game. <laughs> he's, he's, got some, whew, he's got some tough games ahead of him.
1: Yeah. Plus, next uh, weekend, they play Utah. Utah's defense is pretty good. So, yeah, he's still got three more teams that have tough defenses to play.
0: Yep. All right, so I usually go first, but I'm going to let you go first today. After this weekend, give me your top ten and why.
1: All right, um... My top ten right now. Number one, I gotta place Michigan back on there. You know, Georgia's performance against Vanderbilt was okay. Um, I just.
0: I'll I just, I'll get to that I, on my go around, but yeah, go ahead. I do want to talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, I just thought that I th- I thought Georgia could stack up a little more points because they I were mean, playing I,
0: Vanderbilt, which surprised me. That yes, go ahead.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. It kind of surprised me, you know? Now, um, I just think that Georgia needed to play, uh, just need to rack up a little more points on that one. So that's why I put Michigan at number one. Even though Michigan had a slow start, they came, came out with a win. <clears throat> okay, my number two team, uh, yes. I'm going to go ahead and let Georgia stay at number two.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm
1: going to let Georgia stay at number two. I don't think Ohio State um has much, just doesn't have, uh, I just don't think Ohio State really deserves that number two spot. Um, they played great against Purdue, but um, Purdue is not that good of a team because they were 2-4 they were entering the game.
0: You're going to find out what they're made of next week.
1: Oh yeah, against Penn State. Yep. go ahead. All right, number three team. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with Washington. You know, they have a great offense. Their defense. Um, you know, their defense was pretty good against Oregon. Um, they only held Oregon to thirty-three points, which is not probably not normal for that good of, that good of an Oregon offense. So. Uh, I put Washington at number three. For number four team, I'm going to go. Mm, I'll go with Oklahoma.
0: Okay.
1: Oklahoma really uh, was a great team against Texas. And I think that they deserve that number four spot after what they did to Texas.
0: Okay.
1: Number five team, I'm going to go. I'm gonna go with Ohio State on this one. Um, I'm not gonna put Ohio State that low in the rankings. Mhm. I'll put them at number five for now. Uh. My <clears throat> number six team will be Ohio. Yeah, Ohio State. I'll put Ohio State at number six. Um. If Ohio State beats Penn State next weekend, I'd probably put them, i probably put them like at number three if they beat Penn State next week. Uh, but I'm putting them at number six for now. Number 17 will be Penn State. Penn State's defense is great, and that might give Ohio State some troubles. Like it, Like Maryland's defense gave Ohio State some troubles. Uh, Notre Dame's did so I'm gonna go with Penn State number seven number eight uh, I'm gonna go ahead and go with Oregon Wait, no Texas I'm go with Texas number eight I feel like that um, Texas deserves to be a number eight because I mean they still have a chance you know even though they lost to um, Oklahoma they still have a chance to get in that college football playoff conversation so that's why I put Texas right there so um, North Carolina actually played someone and they played pretty good against Miami so let me see was Miami ranked
0: no They're Miami ranked. is not
1: ranked no they were not ranked well, they were number 25 when they beat them. So. Oh, were they? Yeah.
0: Well, I, okay. they were. I didn't think they were.
1: Okay, so. Fair I'm just, yeah, I'm going to put North Carolina at number nine. Um, North Carolina did pretty good against uh, Miami. Their defense was okay. um, But, yeah, I put North Carolina at number nine, and then my number 10 team would be Oregon. I'm. I'm I'm definitely not leaving Oregon out of the top 10. I'm going to put them at number 10 right there. So that's my top 10 after week seven.
0: All right. So some of the stuff I agree with you, some I don't. So my number one team, I agree with Michigan. They had a thorough dominant win against Indiana over the weekend. They did start a little slow, but IU does have a decent defense. They don't get enough credit for their defense. They held Ohio State to 23 points, if I'm not mistaken, um, earlier in the year. So yeah. IU has a decent defense. So I agree, Michigan, just because their dominant win, 52-7, to I I've put them back above Georgia at number one. Number two, I feel like Michigan and Georgia are probably going to flip-flop number one, number two, until one of them loses somewhere along the line, but they're kind of interchangeable, but I made Georgia number two this week because I agree that game against Vandy, I, it wasn't the 37 points that Georgia scored that surprised me, that's fine, because Michigan did that a couple times this year, what surprised me is now we're seven weeks in, and they did it, but two, they gave up 20 points to Vanderbilt. Yeah. And 200 passing yards, if I'm not mistaken. I was surprised they gave up their defense. I, I was surprised their defense gave up the 219 yards and 201 of them passing yards and a passing touchdown to um, Vanderbilt. I I was really surprised. I... Uh, I don't know. Georgia seemed, uh, you know, they had a bounce back win against Kentucky where they just thoroughly dominated Kentucky beginning and end. I was like, okay, okay. But then they have this game against Vanderbilt. And it's like, I don't know. You know, Georgia seems like they're kind of showing some, um, maybe some uh, weaknesses here in week seven, you know, throughout the season. So I don't know. We'll see if they make it through their schedule. I don't know who they have left on their schedule. Uh, they still have to play Florida, Missouri, who just beat Kentucky, Ole Miss, Tennessee, and Georgia Tech. So um, we'll see how they do the rest of the way. That's actually a fairly easy schedule.
1: Yeah, um, I do see maybe a
0: couple losses, but I, yeah, I was I, I was see. just surprised at the. I don't know. I was surprised Vandy's. 20 points and got 20 yards passing on Georgia. That, that surprised me. My number three team, I got to give it to Washington, undefeated, and they had a huge win against Oregon. I think there's something to be said for that. So I made them my number three team on my list. Um, what, a, what a classic game. That was an instant classic. And they really showed some toughness and grit to grind that game out. And win at the end number four is FSU Florida State they're still grinding out games I think they're they beat Syracuse 41 to 3 so Florida State still winning pretty good I, uh, I have no reason to take them off of the out of the number four spot number five for me is Oklahoma I'm still giving them some I know they were off this past week I'm still giving them credit for that Texas win. That was a huge win for them, and they showed a lot of grit in that win. Next on my list is Penn State. I got Penn State at number six. Number seven is Ohio State. So this coming Saturday, we're going to find out what these two teams are made of, right? Penn State did surprise me a little bit, though, because against the UMass team, their quarterback only threw... For they won sixty-three to nothing, but they ran. They won it off of their running game. Their quarterback only threw for one hundred sixty-two yards. He did have three touchdown passes, but they were all short-yardage passes. And so, I don't know now with them. I know they they running game. They had two hundred forty-six rushing yards split between uh, three back, four backs. So. That was good for them. But their quarterback, just that Drew Alar kid, is inconsistent. I think he's shown flashes of why they were high on him when they were recruiting. But I just don't think he's had a solid week-to-week you know, performance. So we'll see what happens against OSU. But then we'll also see what happens to OSU against that Penn State defense, right? Yeah. Um, I think that... Uh, that Penn State has... This is that in Columbus, I believe. Yeah, it's in Columbus. So Penn State has an opportunity to go into Columbus and win. I don't know if they will, but they do. I still haven't seen enough out of the Ohio State offensive line or their quarterback to say that Penn State couldn't win that game on Saturday. So, I guess that's why I have those two... Six and seven, I have Penn State over Ohio State because I feel like Penn State's body of work is a little bit better this far. Um, Number eight for me is North Carolina. They are the last of the undefeateds. There's only eight undefeated teams left. I couldn't leave them out of the top eight when they are one of the last undefeated teams left. Until somebody beats them, I mean, why not? They are proven to play. They've played tough this far. They still have some games to go. I believe we looked up their schedule last week. Yeah. They still have a date against Duke in Clemson in North Carolina State. All should be tough games for them. If they can run that gauntlet and win, I think you're looking at somebody who could maybe even win the ACC championship and get a playoff berth. In North Carolina. We'll see they're my number 18. Number nine I'll leave Oregon in because even though they lost that game they played a really really tough game and I, I'm not gonna drop them out of the top 10 because you know they did did lose they they showed some grit in that game too even though they lost so I'm I'm not gonna drop them out of the top 10. My number 10 team for lack of a better candidate is Texas. Texas is number 10. Um. that is my top 10 as of week at the end of week 7 I think that all those teams have either proven they belong or that they don't as of right now I think any one of those top teams still has a shot to get into the playoff depending on some um other games, because, you know, Michigan still has to play OSU in Penn State. Penn State still has to play OSU in Michigan. Um, Ohio State also still has to play PSU in Michigan. You know, we already went over Georgia's schedule. Florida State still has to play... Uh, Duke. Duke.
1: And Miami and Florida.
0: Yep. So, they have a couple of tough games coming up. So, I, I think this is... This is when the, the schedules are going to start deciding like who are their final teams that are going to be and stay in the playoff conversation, right? We're down to eight undefeated teams. We'll see how many we have after next week. I'm really looking forward to that Ohio State-Penn State game next week. I think that's going to be a really good one. Yeah,
1: um, I agree. You know? <coughs> <coughs> no. Um, this is going to be, uh, now Ohio State's going to have, uh, someone that's going to really test them <coughs> yep. in that game. You know, they haven't had much, um, opponents that, uh, have tested them this season. So, yeah, I'm excited for that game. I'm really excited. It's going to be a real good game because Penn State's defense Like you said earlier, it's really good. So, um, that would affect uh, Ohio State's offense. So, yeah, I'm excited for that game. I'm really
0: excited. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, the Minnesota-Iowa game could be a good game next week. And then the Ole Miss-Auburn game might be a good one. Duke-Florida State. I'm excited to watch that one in Utah USC I'm excited to watch the Utah USC game that'll be a good game to watch wow. but that's it that is my top 10 after week seven that's all I have for this episode is there anything else you want to cover no all right Well, don't forget to subscribe and like our podcast. Leave us reviews let us know how we're doing. We appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate you continuing to listen. Please recommend us to your friends and family who like sports to help our podcast grow. We also have a YouTube page. If you don't like podcasts, you can go watch us on. We post all our episodes on our YouTube page also. And we will be recording a actual video episode soon. I'm not sure when. We'll let you guys know when we do it. So you can be looking out for our video episode that we, we post on YouTube. But thank you for listening. You guys have a good rest of your weekend. And... That's it.